The Planet Sport Rugby Podcast. Hello, Lynn Flint here and welcome to the Planet Sport Rugby Podcast. If you're tuning in for the first time, we're all about African rugby as we get to know the faces behind the continent's fastest growing sport. On this podcast, I'm joined by a man who is eagerly waiting for the Rugby World Cup, more than most, because he will hope to actually be making an impact for his country in Japan later this year. I'm joined by Namibia scrum half Damien Stevens. Damien, welcome. It's great to have you on. Thank you so much, Liam. Big privilege being on this podcast. I appreciate it. So much to talk about. Obviously, it's a massive year for you in terms of your rugby. Get to know you a bit more. Get to know what makes you tick. Namibian rugby is in a good place. So, yeah, we're excited for all that this podcast holds. So thank you very much for being with us. No, it's a big pleasure, Liam. We might as well start with your last few months. I think it's it's worth giving a bit of a review. Um, people may be listening to this and they know of you or they don't really know what Namibian rugby has been up to in the last year or so. For you personally, if we just look back over the last few months, if we look at the Gold Cup, you've had such a, a big year in that respect in that if you win the Gold Cup, that's almost like your golden ticket to the World Cup. Surely some of the biggest moments in your career. The, um, the last few months has been really big for us as Namibian players working very hard for the past three years to win the Gold Cup. We actually achieved what we've been working for for the past three years. And the, after qualifying for the um, for the World Cup, putting strategies in place, and we've been working on what we want to achieve at Rugby World Cup 2019. So it's been a really big few months, uh, past months for us as Namibian players, and obviously something that we're looking forward to. Clearly, as you've just said there, you guys retain the Gold Cup which for those listening who maybe don't follow the Gold Cup, am I right in saying it's basically the flagship African tournament in 15s, winner goes to the World Cup, and there's a, there's a lot riding on it for every country outside of South Africa base, isn't it? Yes, yes, it is. So like the Gold Cup's the premier Africa international competition for us. Obviously, South Africa's in the tier one team, so they won't be competing with us. So, yeah, it's very big for all African countries to play in the Gold Cup, especially, and to win it because winning the Gold Cup means that you, you're going, you're putting your country on the map and you're definitely achieving something much greater. And you've already alluded to it. That's the fourth year in a row that Namibia has taken the trophy. Does it feel the same? Was it as special this time round, especially with what was at stake with the World Cup year? Or do you just kind of get used to winning and actually takes the edge off a little bit? No, like obviously we knew that we were going to be the favourites in um, the last qualification that we played. You get used to winning and you get used to thinking basically that you are better than the other um, international teams. But as a matter of fact, as a team, we don't want to think that we're better than anyone else in Africa because anything can happen on the day. But Winning the World, the Gold Cup and qualifying for the World Cup was something really, really, really special for us as a team and as a nation because every single game we had different goals that we had to reach. Not just easy goals, it was goals that each individual has to reach. So it was a big tournament for us to achieve what we have been achieving. So it was really special for us winning the Gold Cup and qualifying for the World Cup 2019. And what's the reaction been... In Namibia, the fans, I'm sure it's seen as a really big deal in terms of Namibian sport. If we qualify for the World Cup, it's the like that's the biggest thing that can ever happen in Namibian rugby because it's definitely something for them to look forward to. It's something to, for us to look forward to as players. So it's really something big for Namibia as a whole. 
for the rugby team to representing them at the Rugby World Cup, which is the biggest stage in the world. So when you guys are playing then, if the nation's expectant of you and you know in your head that outside South Africa, you're pretty much the top nation, does that heat the pressure on in that if you guys were to fail to make it, say you lost that final against Kenya, would there have been a, a national uproar and everyone calling for your head? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that would have been a big upset. It would have been probably the biggest upset for us as Namobians. I'll firstly start with us as players. Like, that's definitely something that we don't want as players, but it's something big that all of us look forward to. Be honest with us, Damon, are you already looking forward to Japan? Are you thinking about it right now? Are you kind of visualising how it's going to go? Or is it too far away and you're trying to keep yourself in the here and now? Oh, Liam, I won't say it's too far away. I mean, I've been working for, for the last three years to achieve the qualification for Rugby World Cup. And I'm sure that most of the guys that has been part of this qualification is going to be the guys that's going to be representing us at the World Cup. So, yes, I am definitely looking. I'm definitely thinking about World Cup. I'm definitely looking forward to go if I get selected. But I'm sure that things will work out the right way. But ever since qualification, like actually it's been starting even before qualification for us to think about Rugby World Cup, to get our heads right. Because for Namibia, we have goals and stuff that we want to achieve at Rugby World Cup. And we definitely have the platform now to do so. So yes, I am thinking of Rugby World Cup 2019. The party line is often, no, it's too far ahead. I've got club commitments. I've got this. So I'm pretty sure that's what everyone thinks. It's World Cup. What can you do? You've got to think about it. And the amazing thing is, are you 23, 24? So I'm 23. Yeah, you're moment, turning yeah. 24. And you've, you've already done this once. You've already played at a World Cup. You were there in 2015, which is amazing. You made three appearances in that one. But you guys didn't get a win. Is it fair to say it was a, a steep learning curve for you, but also what an amazing opportunity at the same time? Yeah, I guess that was like your middle of the year, like two months before the World Cup. I got a call that I need to come. I'm included in the World Cup group. So it was, for me, it was like a big thing. I had to learn so much. I had to take in as much as I can. So it was actually more privilege for me going with our national team to the World Cup than anything else. But yeah, our goal in 2015 was definitely to get our first win. But unfortunately, we didn't. We did not achieve that. But we got our first points. So Namibia has grown. We got our first points at Rugby World Cup. So definitely going into this year, we definitely want to get our first win and maybe our second win as well within this World Cup. And I'm sure that we can achieve it because we've been working hard for this opportunity for the last three years. Yeah, you've already started answering my next question there. Well, I was going to say, so what is different about this time round? in that I'm sure everyone is right to expect more from Namibia. And like you say, you want to get that first win. Is that what's going to be different? There's going to be higher intensity. You're not going to come away empty-handed kind of thing? I think what's going to be different, we've been working with the same management. We've had like the most, we've had a core group of players that we that has been playing together. We have all our, like the management has upgraded. There's different stuff in place. Like everything's been on a higher level, on a higher level ever since 2015. So there's definitely something people can expect from us as Namibia because it's, it's much different than 2015. There's been a build-up to it. So, yeah. You know, when you look at the teams that you're in with, even your group, 
uh, you know, you're in with some insane teams. How do you kind of process the, the mentality of rocking up to a world tournament? No one expects you to go far, but you as a player, obviously for your pride in your national team, you want to change that and defy the odds. Is it hard to go into it full of belief and confidence thinking, you know, if we play the All Blacks, we're not going to get absolutely smashed off the park? How do you remain confident? It's always nice when you like, when no one expects anything from you. So it's nice to show people wrong. I mean, like in 2015, we played against the All Blacks and we actually had a fairly, fairly good game against them. So we're playing against the All Blacks, Italy, Canada, this World Cup. So it's going to be, I won't say that we're going in the World Cup thinking that we're going to win. We're going to win these big teams because obviously not, but we're definitely going to go out there and give it our best and work on what we have been working on for the past four years. So we're definitely going to work on that and be motivated and just enjoy the moment because, I mean, it's not every day where you can play against the best in the world. Exactly. That's it in a nutshell. And when you have the All Blacks, you have the South Africans in your group. Does that excite you rather than, oh, man, that's intimidating? Yeah, it definitely excites me. And I'm sure it excites a lot of my teammates as well because, I mean, you're going to be competing against the, especially for me, I'm going to be competing against Aaron Smith. There's Faf de Klerk that I'm going to be playing against. Yeah. Like you mean, you're going to play against all these guys that you see day in and day out on TV and you see what they are achieving and you're actually going to compete compete against them. So it, what, it can actually show you where you are on your rugby level and what you need to work on or if you may be ahead of them and you just haven't gotten your opportunity yet. Did you study guys like Faf de Klerk and learn off that or when you're both pro players at the World Cup, does that go out the window and actually, you know, you focus on yourself? Um, I would say that I, I actually focus more on Aaron Smith. I won't ever think that I'm better than them or their respect goes out the way if I have to compete against them. Because at the end of the day, you can still learn from them. I mean, they've been playing there. They have achieved more than I have achieved. So, no, it's just going to be a big privilege for me to play against them. I mean... It's something that I've been looking forward to ever since I was a small boy. So would you rank higher beating South Africa, the old enemy, the neighbours, or would you say beating the All Blacks would be on your wish list going into the Rugby World Cup? Two special games in different ways. To be honest, Liam, I haven't thought of that in any way. But, <laughs> but if we can win the All Blacks, that would be that would be <laughs> incredible. But yeah, you'd have you'd have achieved everything you could ever want to. Just hang up your boots at the age of 24 after you beat the All Blacks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And no one can tell me anything. <laughs> exactly. Move on to your next career. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure I'm sure there'll be a lot of prayers said before the All Blacks game, for sure. Lots of people will be behind you. <laughs> yeah, like when we played uh, the All Blacks, most of the crowd was screaming for us to see what we as a small nation can achieve. And that we actually like, when we scored against the All Blacks, Johan Dessel, when he scored that try against the All Blacks, like the crowd was going wild. It almost felt like we are actually winning the All Blacks. So it's actually nice to see how the world is behind us. And obviously, I joke about people needing to pray and all of that stuff. But for you, prayer and faith is a, a real big deal for you, isn't it, in your life and also your rugby? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I like reading my Bible. So it's just a... For me, it's just a matter of being faithful on what you need to achieve and what you need to do to achieve what you have set out for yourself. 
And at the end of the day, if it doesn't work, God has a better plan for you. And if it, if he gives you the opportunity for what you've asked him for, you better take it with both hands because that's what you have been praying for all your life. But yes, faith definitely plays a big role because I believe with God, you can go anywhere. And I'm sure lots of people will be interested. People may have you know, heard that for the first time and be like, what? You know, why would people feel the need to have a faith in anything at all? You know, we're perfectly fine. How does that faith for you impact on your rugby career? Does it make you a nicer guy? Does it make you a better player? I, don't, I wouldn't say it makes me a better player because at the end of the day, you need to do what you need to do when you're on the field. But I'll say it makes me a better person because it gives me discipline and how to treat people. And I would just say it makes me a better person, you know. And do you try and use the career that you have and the platform that you have, bearing in mind everyone's going to be watching the World Cup around the world, do you use that platform to showcase your faith in Jesus then? No, no, I don't. I don't do. I, I haven't done it because I don't think that like everyone in today's world, everyone has these different religions. Everyone believes in different stuff. But I play with um, with strapping on my wrist. Um, the most important verse in the Bible for me is Hebrews 13 verse 5, which says that God will never leave you alone in whatever circumstances you are. That's what's important for me. And that I would say that's the only way that I would show that I am a Christian and that I believe in God. And then you understand because the world out there today is very different. Is the wristband just a reminder for you as you play? So when you see it, that encourages yeah, you? Yeah, it's just a reminder for me to like know that I'm not alone. I'm not alone on the field. God's protecting me. And yeah. Well, Damien, we can't have you on the podcast without asking you for your predictions. That would just be ridiculous. So come on, <laughs> who are you backing for World Cup glory I'm backing Namibia, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd say that. At the end of the day, there's a, a hat full of teams, isn't there, who could win it. It just depends who turns up. Everything can happen on the day. Guys, we've asked Damien to bring with him a few questions that people have sent on Instagram. We've had a few of you come in our end. As always, we'll do our best to hurl some at him, but we can't promise that we'll get to all of them because there isn't enough time <laughs> in the day. Um, and Damien's got more important things to do, like get on a flight. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm perfectly. <laughs> That's part of the deal. Okay, so Samuel, yeah. Samuel in Kenya has got in touch, and he wants to know how does it feel being among the two African countries participating in the World Cup and the pressure that that brings. Um, we are representing Africa at the end of the day, and we all family, even though we are just two African teams representing Africa there. So I wouldn't say. It's pressure at all. It's more of a privilege being there and just enjoying the moment. Solid answer. Okay, Maverick would like to know, how do you overcome the fear of tackles? I'm assuming he means being tackled rather than making tackles. How do you overcome the fear of that? <laughs> yeah. Because hey, you're, a, you're a scrum half as well, so you're a small guy. So this, this probably applies to you more than most. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like growing up, you obviously you get used to the fact that it is a contact sport. But the one thing that I always tell myself is whether I'm tackling or whether I get tackled, it's either you run over the guy or you get smashed <laughs> or you run past him. And the same with tackling. It's either you tackle the guy, he runs over you. So yeah, that's just how I said it, said it in my head. 
because that's the only stuff that can happen whenever you go into contact with another guy. There must be times when you just look out the corner of your eye, you haven't anticipated, you've got a massive forward who's about to plough into you who's three times your size. Is there not almost a cringe factor inside where you go, oh no, this is going to hurt before it happens? I think in a game situation, you never think that anything's going to hurt. You just you just go for it. Like, I mean, whether you succeed or whether you fail, you just go for it because the adrenaline's pumping in your body at that moment. So... I mean, you can get hurt in that situation, but you won't even know it. <laughs> so your advice is, don't worry, guys. If you get concussions or get hurt, you won't know about it for a day or two, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just carry just on. Just go with it, man. Just enjoy the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Sound yeah. advice. I'm sure Maverick appreciates that one. Uh, yes. Okay, Frank, what or who has been your rugby inspiration? Growing up, my dad has always been... Um, my inspiration because he's also achieved some rugby achievements within South Africa and in the apartheid era and then obviously as I became more of a professional rugby player I always looked up to Aaron Smith so yeah and for me it was also just a really big thing when I actually met him at Rugby World Cup 2015 just to have a chat with him a bit so yeah that would be my inspiration. Was it hard not to be a complete fanboy when you met him and say, can you sign my shirt? Can I have a selfie? And just actually treat him as an equal and a rugby player. <laughs> no, like obviously like, yo, they, the All Blacks gave us a nice time when we played against him. But when I met Aaron, uh, we had a chat and we spoke about it and obviously asked me where am I playing? And I spoke to him about certain stuff. And then he actually told me like, come, let me give you my shorts and my socks. And I was like, okay, let's do this. <laughs> so... Yeah, but I didn't act as a big fanboy because obviously you guys are competing against each yeah. other, so you just can't be going on like that. So yeah, I was privileged to actually get his shorts and his pair of Albeck socks. That is amazing. Okay, let's finish with Kelvin. He wants to know how mentally prepared are the team and more importantly yourself for the World Cup? And this is brilliant. Taking into account that the scrum half is the drive that makes a cohesive team. That's now a good question. No, eh? no pressure for you. He basically says, this is all on you. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> <laughs> so I'll firstly speak um, from a team point of view. Like, obviously, there's always going to be challenges, especially with African teams and stuff. There's always going to be challenges for us. As Namibia, we've overcome, we've overcame most of those challenges. We will be the best prepared for the World Cup that we can be, that I can, that I can promise. And for me, like, I'm a very relaxed guy, as I just explained in the um, tackling situation, making contact with guys. Like, for me, it's just about we are 15 guys on the field, even though, like, the scrum off distributes. Without those other 14 guys, I can't do nothing. Like, I can't just kick the ball. I just can't pass the ball. So if all of, all of us on the field on the same page and we know exactly what we want to execute on the field, it makes everything so much easier for every single person within your team so yeah so that's why i would say there's not actually much pressure on me because without my teammates i can't do anything i like that good deflection i like how you've removed that off yourself <laughs> yeah and made it a team sport that's good <laughs> yeah thanks again to everyone who sent in their question apologies again for those who we couldn't get to but i think that was that was a good even spread of different questions yeah so yeah <laughs> thanks guys for the questions and yeah swatted them off hope i answered all of them i'm sure people will be very satisfied with those answers damon we're going to finish with a game it's time to to really get to know you we're going to play a little quick fire round 
So I'm just basically going to hurl some some statements at you. And I just want you to finish the end of it with whatever you think applies to you best. I want to know the best player that you've ever played against. I'm sure there's hundreds, but come on, you need one. I'll say um, Georgia Scrumoff. I, I, I can't remember his name, but he's, he's younger than me and he's been playing a lot of this for Georgia. Wow. He's the best player you've ever played against. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's really good. He's really good. I thought you were going to say someone from the All Blacks. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. It's nice to play with someone that you have no expectation from and then see what he can bring to the table. And then they surprise you. Yeah. Yeah, I like that That's logic. more of a challenge than knowing what the other player is going to do. Mm. Okay, best movie or film you've ever watched? Um, I'm a type of romantic guy, so I would say The Vow. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I (laughs) I feel like that's going to be polarizing. Some people will love you for that. Some people are now unfollowing you on Instagram as we speak. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. See, we'd never have known that about you, would we? No, not at all. But now I can hold that over you for the rest of time so that's great um (laughs) i won't ask any more on that okay best meal you've ever had Uh, it will be a barbecue yeah in yeah in south african i'm a beer we call it a braai yeah yeah exactly exactly everyone everyone always says the same south african namibian they always say a braai i mean it's just uh it is just a barbecue he's flipping amazing have you ever had it have you ever had a braai yeah i have even it's over in amazing. in South Africa itself, it is very good. Yeah, but there exactly. must there must be things better. Yeah, but I think the the whole thing about what makes a bride special is that it's most of the time all your friends gather, like family comes over, you chill, you have a you have a bride interacting with people. That's what makes it more special, just not the meal itself. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Best holiday you've ever had. Um. Best holiday would be. Obviously, I'm in South Africa going back home and spending time with my family and friends. Okay. So that would be my best holiday in Namibia. That's a curveball. Have you been anywhere? <laughs> <laughs> Some would say that's a boring answer. <laughs> Have Some... you been anywhere exotic or crazy? No, not really. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, what's the best thing in terms of just the sheer value of it? What's the best thing you've ever bought? that you just think that was an amazing purchase? I would say that's buying myself my first car. Okay, tell us about the car. So I just signed my first like big contract at the Sharks, and then a month after that, I bought me the, the car. It was a Volkswagen, and it just came out, so it was a new range. and Nice. Yeah, so that's basically it. So you're enjoying driving that round? Yeah, I really enjoy driving it around, but it's I think it's time to trade it in for something new now. Oh, really? You're going to upgrade? Yeah, but not soon, not soon, not soon. Maybe after the World Cup. Depends on what you do in the World Cup. You can treat yourself afterwards. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. When you have your, your coming home party. Okay, best or most memorable, famous person you've ever met? I think it'd be Dan Carter. That's a good claim. Yeah. I also met him at the World Cup, so yeah, that'd be Dan Carter. What did you talk about? No, uh, like just met each other and then took a picture. That that was basically <laughs> after the game. All of us went to the All Exchanging Room, so we all shared beers and interacted uh, with each other. That's also where I met Aaron Smith. 
That's amazing. But yeah, meeting Dan Carter, that was that was one big one for me. What's the best thing about being Namibian? Um, I'm sure you'd say a lot. Oh, there is definitely a lot, but I'm just going to mention some small stuff. I would say where I come from in Namibia, it's just having dunes all around me and having the ocean around me as well, which is something not a lot of people can experience in the world. Yeah. Probably just in Dubai, other than Namibia. And you can interact with all Namibians because our population's not that big. So I would say that's something really nice being an Namibian. What's the best advice that you were given, rugby advice, when you were growing up? Obviously, my father always spoke to me about it and he would always tell me that it doesn't matter where you're going or where you come from, but when you get the opportunity, you do it to the best of your ability. doesn't matter how you're going to do it, you do it to the best of your ability. Very powerful. Get that one framed. <laughs> <laughs> well, you survived. Yeah. That's basically us for this week. Thank you so much for for sharing with us. We now know that you love the vow. Don't want to go on holiday and you'd rather just stay in South Africa or Namibia, <laughs> which is questionable. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been great to chat. Great to chat World Cup. I know it's a big year for you and we, we wish you all the best with that. Thank you so much, Liam. And it's been a big privilege being on this podcast. So yeah, thank you for this big privilege. I appreciate it. The Planet Sport Rugby Podcast. Okay, that's us for this week's podcast. A massive thanks again to Namibia scrum half Damien Stevens. Do remember, you can keep up to date with our movements across social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PS Rugby Podcast. We've got you covered on whichever platform you prefer. You can also join our WhatsApp community where we can keep you updated with upcoming episodes. And you can send in your questions as we had today for guys like Damien to answer live on the podcast. So if you want to do that, just send us a message with your name and where you are in the world. And the number to message is plus four four seven seven zero seven 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 six seven nine zero. Do join us for our next podcast where, again, we'll be getting to know one of Africa's best in the world of rugby. And if you would like to listen again, you can. We're on iTunes, we're on Spotify, SoundCloud or our website, which is planetsport.tv. And there as well, you'll also find our two other shows, which is Planet Sport for the all-round sports fan and Planet Sport Football Africa. So please do go and give those a listen as well. But until next time, I'm Liam Flint and you've been listening to the Planet Sport Rugby Podcast, which is a passion for sport production.